You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Good afternoon, evening. Or morning, depending on your time zone, you're listening to Domain Masters, and I'm Chris Leggett, your host for this episode, sitting in for one of the true Domain Masters, Monty Khan. This is my second time hosting Domain Masters, having come on board with Moniker two years ago, and I am happy to be here. Uh, we have a great guest for our show tonight. Our, our guest is Brad Mitchell, the CEO and owner of Mojo Host. Uh, they specialize in in fully managed, dedicated hosting solutions for companies of all sizes. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background on Brad, prior to starting and running Mojo Host, Brad ran several other online businesses. In 1999, he bought Easy Online Solutions um, and established business of both subscription-based and free sites in the adult industry. In 2000, he saw a niche in the audio text and pay-per-call affiliate industry. He also is a domainer who at one time had 600 domains in his portfolio. And in his current role, he is responsible for client relationships, sales, vision, administration, purchasing, network planning, hardware research, client businesses, and infrastructure consultation. We're going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, we'll be on with Brad Mitchell from Mojohost. See you in a bit. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. 
a rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Um, hello. Uh, welcome to our website. Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... Uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. The whoring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. Now, back to Domain Masters. So you're still master of your domain. Yes! Master of my domain. Here's your host. Welcome back to Domain Masters. We have got Brad on the line. Brad, welcome to Domain Masters. Hi, Chris and George. Uh, thank you so much for having me as your guest today. No worries. We're glad to have you. Um, Brad, I've already done an, an intro on, on uh, kind of all the hats that you've worn. Um, a tremendous amount of experience that you've had, but let's let's talk for a second about how you got your start in in the domain and online business. Uh, it was through Easy Online that you got a number of domains and started to purchase more. Can you tell us a little bit sure. about it? Absolutely. Well, back in uh, 1999, I was um, basically looking to quit my day job and had found an online business that was for sale and had purchased all of the assets of the company that was already up and running. So as part of this acquisition I had acquired, um, at that time it was only about 20 domains mm-hmm. and some established websites that were online with you know already some good placement in search engines back then and traffic and sales. And, uh, and that's basically I formed my company, which is Easy Online Solutions, and I've been Although the company has changed um, direction over the years, as, as um, it's now a hosting company. Um, you know, initially we had our start, you know, with domains and um, website development and uh, some of these e-commerce type websites. And so, when we first got started, I basically had bought someone else's established online business, and I was so green to all of it. I mean, really, uh, I learned quite a bit. I, I, I got defrauded in the purchase. I didn't. I hadn't bought exactly what I thought I did, and so very quickly into being into my own new business, I was faced with the challenge of having, you know, just gotten married, just bought my first house, I just quit my job, and sure. uh, so really uh, off to a very interesting start. And so one of the things that I started to do 
right away was to collect domains. I had lots of ideas but wasn't quite sure what businesses I could really get to work and figure out online because so much of it was new to me. So Sure. Um, so yeah. just, to, just to clarify on it, what kind of domain names were you buying? They were all adult-related. I mean, I had some, some non-adult domains because, you know, realistically, when, when I had first started, as I said, I bought a business that was up and running that had revenue, but mm -hmm. and, uh, having been defrauded in the purchase and, and, and the asset that I had purchased was very quickly having to uh, come up with some new ideas in terms of um, new sites and new products that I could develop online. So all at the same time that I was... Uh, Developing and trying to learn all about the the adult internet business, I was um, I was basically buying a lot of different adult domain names because I started to realize that it wasn't just simply um, it was a really diverse industry. There's all kinds of areas. You've got you know billing opportunities, content opportunities, um, lots of different niche areas. Not unlike you know other industries where there are lots of markets within one larger market. And so what I had started to do. With my first domain purchases, was I had this idea of, of of branding, and you know, from looking at the whole marketplace, I thought you know, I wasn't exactly sure where I would end up, and I wanted to go out and, and start buying some different assets so that I would have lots of choices down the road as I really started to figure things out. Sure. So, so at one point you had in the neighborhood of you had in the neighborhood of about 600 domains, and now you right. maintain a portfolio of about 200. Is that right? That's correct. I mean, unfortunately, when I started buying domains in, in late '99, I had missed uh, certainly pretty much everything I'm, that everyone would consider to be significant in terms of uh, domains with you know significant or you know really inherent value with the type and traffic, uh, you know, one-word domains, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, the 600 domains that I had really spanned the whole gamut of. Um, adult and also other areas too. I mean, you know, in starting a fresh business and being an entrepreneur. Sometimes you know you just have to do what you have to do to pay the bills. So you know when I first started off, I was you know moonlighting and doing website design, and that was funding my learning curve on trying to figure out domains and site development and the whole you know all these different business models that I had as options and and to ultimately to figure out. So the, how, um, how is your how is your perform how is your portfolio performing for you? It performs very well, actually. You know, I, as you had mentioned, I, at one time I had around 600 domains, and the reason that I have less than that now isn't isn't at all due to having dropped any domains. It's really that over the years, as my businesses have developed, some of the ventures that I've I've incubated and launched have actually sold. At one point, I um, had an audio text company, which was pay per call with toll free 900 marketing, but it was really based in solid, like internet marketing. Um, you gotcha. know, so there were several hundred domains with that. And so are you doing so are you are you buying and selling your domains as well? I do. Are I mean basically all domains the domains like that I have now they are um they're the predominant unless they're developed and very few I don't have anything developed in, in the adult arena at all. I, I basically stopped all of that when I went full force into hosting. But I still have lots of domain assets and, and many of those domains have traffic and the most success that I've had monetizing with those domains, um has actually been, ironically, with uh, with originally Traffic Club and now with Domain Sponsor. Uh, so I have all the domains parked. Um, in my world, every domain absolutely has a price or is, is for sale. So you know, typically throughout an average year, I get I get lots of inquiries, and, and some are qualified and ultimately result in sales. And and I'm always keeping my eye open for domains that aren't necessarily inherently valuable due to type in traffic, but 
things that I think just make good business sense that could be developed into strong brands. So, you know, short domains, dot coms, things for me that I, I believe in that, that I think are interesting that have value to me. Because at the end of the day, um, it's my belief that the value in domains is much to do with, you know, with the person that owns them, you know. So sure. um, I always fall back on, for me, I, I, I'm very much a collector with my domain names. So um, I buy things that I like that make sense to me. So and I've been lucky and fortunate to be able to sell some of them. And, and in terms of monetizing on them, even just from parking revenue, I think at current I do uh, probably about 15000 a year with that. I mean, on average, I maybe spend um, uh, a couple or a few thousand dollars a year buying some domains on the secondary market. Uh, when the opportunity arises, I buy, you know, drop domains, deleted registrations, um, although not so frequently. And then, of course, there's some ancillary revenue from, spontaneous purchases that sometimes just seem to come out of the blue. That's, so. that's tremendous. And, and that's, uh, you know, ten to 15000 in extra revenue per year on your domains is definitely nothing to sneeze at. It's definitely uh, an impressive number. Um, no, it's not. No, and it, it didn't even really dawn on me how well I was doing until I actually started looking at my stats. I mean, initially I was trying to send the traffic to other affiliate programs with very little success. And um, you know, considering that my cost basis on, you know, renewing registrations is is so very low, um, it's actually a, a really good profit center. So the nice thing is, I mean, as, as as both a hobby and a business venture, I'm able to really mentally justify spending whatever I think makes sense because I feel like I've got a nice solid history of, of doing good things with domain names. So, um, sure. Um, now, you were... You started out pretty early in the uh, in the e-commerce world. What tools and methods did you use to uh, to guide your domain selections back then? Were there any I, specific you know, I, methods you were using? I remember a lot of I remember a lot of late nights sitting up just typing. I think originally when I started, I was I was beyond unsophisticated. I would just sit and type in domains and see what would happen. And of course, back then, I think the, I was I want to say it was seventy to one hundred dollars. I was paying for registration with Network Solutions. I don't recall. Yep. Um, exactly, but I think that that's what it was in 99. But at some point later on, it might have been 2000, 2001, I think I honed in on some different tools for searching on dropped registrations and deleted domains. And that became, um, to me, really, really interesting. I mean, even even the brand Host, which is what we market and sell under now, that's a domain that I got as a dropped registration. I don't recall the exact year that I registered that. I think it may have been um, 2002 or 2003. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, basically, you know, just searching for uh, different domains and just trying to be creative. I mean, just simple brainstorming with a pen and paper. A lot of times, um, you'd be surprised what you can come up with. I think I think there's a member of this audience who hasn't sat down at at a table or a bar in a restaurant and been noodling away on a on a yeah, napkin I mean, on what to, domains they should be purchasing. I think I definitely had at least a couple points in my. Uh, my history here, where I felt like I was addicted to domain names. <laughs> I had a, a few, a few couple of phrases that I really liked. That I, I went out and I registered uh, dozens and, and more of, you know, domains starting with the word easy. You know, E A S Y. Um, yes. I had fifty or hundred domains that started with sin, and I lucked out. I mean, this, I'd have to look at my registrations to see how old they are. But, you know, even having, I mean, short domains that make sense. Things like, you know, sin videos, sin cam, sin live, or you know, even Easy Cams is a domain that I had. Um, wow, and and that was all for me, anyways. In the, in the grand scheme of things, those were all very late in the game, and I was surprised, um, 
even then that that some of those things were available. So sure. Well, they're always out there. There's always going to be that surprise, and uh, that's one thing that I get to tell you know, the people that I talk to is that you know they're not all gone. Not all the good domain names are gone. I hear that entirely too often, and you're a you're a prime example of that. Absolutely. I mean, I've got clients and friends that I mean, I think the most important aspect is really to view a domain portfolio and everything that we do. I mean, I think it's a bonus that most of the people that I come across that are webmasters, that are domain owners, at the end of the day, they really enjoy what they do. Um, you yeah. know, they're passionate about it, and it makes it makes work fun. And there's what could be better than truly, uh, you know, enjoying your work. And, and Absolutely. So, all right. Well, let let me uh, let's let's brush a little bit more. I wanted to. You went from Easy Online, and you moved into the audio text industry. Explain uh, explain what happened there and how how you got into that and what the business was like. This I think is a really class. I mean, this is like business one hundred and one. So I had these adult sites that I bought, and sure. and I actually took a really simplistic approach to the whole business. I thought, here I am. I thought I'd done the right type of due diligence. Of course, after the fact, in hindsight. I didn't know at all what I was getting into. I had no way to properly research and know the business and all of the assets and ver- how to verify everything. But once I got well into the business, I did have, um, this is back in 99, um, you know, traffic to work with. I had hundreds of thousands of visitors a month coming from, yep. you know, AltaVista and, and different search engines and things of that nature in, in Yahoo. Um, and so my, my original approach was, well, you know, I don't want to change very much. I want to try to be a student of the business model as it's already working and then slowly over time make test, you know, change things and test things out to try to improve on the business. Yeah. So after reinventing the whole business model, um, really because I had to, not because I wanted to, I mean, I, I bought something that essentially uh, wasn't properly, a lot of the content wasn't properly licensed, and as soon as I discovered that, I had to go rebuy everything all new again. But shortly after getting into this whole business venture, I was left with, okay, I've got a site, and it works. It collects money, and I make sales. But what else can I do with my websites to make money? Well, I was very disconnected. I was basically an island out there, not really realizing there was a whole industry, a very large industry that was well-organized. that had trade shows and conventions and good resources and articles and lots of places where I could have been gleaning information from. And the whole concept of affiliate programs to me back in 99 was was very new. Um, technically, I thought it was overwhelming, and I didn't trust the idea that I could put a link on my page and it would be tracked out to go somewhere else and that I would necessarily get paid on that. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, the initial challenge was, well, what can I put on my website? So I immediately thought, how about 900 numbers and toll-free numbers because as would pertain to... A, uh, you know, adult magazines, that's pretty much all you would see in magazines for in terms of advertising way back when. Yeah. And I thought online, it seems strange to me that I've not, I've not yet come across an audio text number. So I contacted a bureau and told them I had traffic and I had websites, and they reluctantly assigned me about a dozen different numbers um, with, you know, different, in, basically catering to different areas of interest and such. So... I put those on my sites, and I basically started getting checks right away. I mean, the first month out of the gate, or as soon as I put numbers on my websites, it wasn't that it was a, a huge amount of business, but, you know, I think the first month was $500, and the next month was $1,000, and then the third month was, you know, $2,500. And then it really dawned on me and clicked, and I thought, Here is a, here's a real classic business opportunity. You've got two worlds here. You've got this old-fashioned world where 
there's all this money t- exchanging hands in retail and over the phone and through DVD distribution, but it's really a totally separate world than all the stuff that's happening online. And what yeah. I discovered in dealing with a service provider was they didn't know the first thing about the Internet. As, as a marketer of their phone numbers that ultimately they owned and leased to me, they yeah. didn't know how to give me marketing advice, support. They didn't even really understand my business model. So they, my, my, my idea was very basic. It was how about I go out there and I start my own affiliate program and I create an accounting system and I go shop for suppliers to do all of the fulfillment and then I'll go out and I'll buy a 1,000 or 2,000 phone numbers, and then I'll go find other Internet guys like me that have websites, and I'll teach them how to do what I've been doing for myself. And, you know, if I can build a business on that and, you know, make, you know, 50 cents or a dollar per minute for every minute, that if I can get a base of hundreds of affiliates selling thousands or tens of thousands of calls, I thought that would be a good idea. So that's basically what I went out and did. All right, from uh, just... Just to go through it a little bit further, from uh, from the audio text industry, you started Mojo Host. Was that based on the revenues that you had got there, and uh, how yes, did it, it come was, about that you started it? My um, my start was was a series of uh, hardships. Nothing, no no money's ever come easily to me online. It's all come through a lot of hard work and and a lot of uh, honest mistakes and and just trying to figure things out. I mean, basically, what happened. My first true success online was really the audio text affiliate marketing program and how that grew. Um, and it, it had gotten to a point where it was growing, you know, 15 to 20% monthly compounded in terms of gross and net revenues. Gotcha. So over the course of, I don't recall if it was maybe a total of 12 to 18 months, I basically, at the end of that, I, I realized I had this asset that I, that I had built um, that had some value, and I, and I had wrecked up all this debt. I mean, I basically, my first uh, year in business, I think I went six digits in the credit card debt, funding my business learning curve, and then just paying for cost of living. And so what I really ended up with, you know, two years and two years or more into being in business, having websites, but then really focusing on the audio text and making one out of that was I had an asset that I could go and sell, pay up, pay off all my learning curve. Um, and then at some point, I guess to, to answer your original question, how did I end up in hosting? I had an affiliate um, that happened to be local to me in Michigan, and we were having lunch. And at the time, I said, "Gee, you know," or actually, he said to me, "He said, you know, you've got an extra half a rack and and two megabit that you're not using. You know, if you think you could go out there and sell some servers, I could probably manage them for you." And we shook hands, and we've been business partners ever since. Wow! And so, at the by the time that I had actually sold the audio text business. I was trying basically a living wage from having incubated a small hosting company. Wow. And um, really it was April of 2002 when, when we shook hands, and um, the rest is just kind of history after that. I mean, um, that's, that's tremendous. That's, uh, that's, that's stunning. Um, so you guys are still tight. You guys are still in business together. You guys are still making money. And, Absolutely, uh, doing very, very well on Mojo Hosts right now. I mean, we've got um, a solid company that just keeps growing um, dramatically year on year. We've got we specialize in complex and uncomplex, uh, really just all kinds of managed but dedicated hosting. So, you know, at current we've got around 600 servers. Um, we serve around 180 or so companies uh, that are clients of ours. We don't do consumer hosting. We don't do virtual hosting or VPS. 
really just focused on a very specific product line, and that is people that have a desire to be on, you know, at least one server of their own. So, um, yeah, we've built quite an infrastructure. I never in a million years would have guessed that we'd have, um, I mean, it finally dawned on me two years ago, but, I mean, you know, currently we've got something like 34 gigabit of connectivity. Um, Wow. You know, I remember when we were pushing 100 megabit, and I thought that that was just unbelievable to me. (laughs) (laughs) Things are changing fast, I mean. It's, it's an amazing industry to be in. Yeah, so. that's for sure. That's that's definitely not a lie. Um, I I want to touch on the with, with the hosting. I want you to, if you can, take me through some of the considerations that a developer or a domainer should think about when they're considering hosting options. Uh, are there sure. specific well, measurements, or there, you know, what what should they be using to evaluate the performance? Well, one of the things that I think is really important, and I suppose. Um, there must be many different types of domainers. Obviously, there are people that are growing portfolios of domains that have traffic and type in traffic and people that are registering drop domains that have traffic. But I have to assume that, you know, really everybody, to some extent, sees value in domains getting picked up by search engines and, and obviously sees value in trying to monetize on whatever traffic might be existing. So one of the things that I, that I hone in on that I believe is very important is that um, if you're truly running a business or you have a venture that's making money, you know, you really need to appreciate it for what it is and give it the right amount of respect, at least technologically speaking. Absolutely. One of the things that amazes me about people that do, you know, some of the truest search engine stuff, you know, which isn't necessarily rich in content or use, doesn't use a lot of bandwidth, is that they can have amazing businesses that do tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars a year on such a small hosted platform because mm-hmm. it doesn't have the requirements necessarily for RAM or for bandwidth or multiple servers. Um, I believe that there's good value in uh, one in, in just being in a professional hosted environment. Um, sure. You know, could you do could you host hundreds of domains that don't really push any traffic on a virtual account? Well, of course you could. But in the big scheme of things, hello. Platform that doesn't really have that doesn't really have um, a stellar record of uptime and performance. You know, if your sites are being spidered, and and the server's unavailable or it becomes busy or performance starts to lag, you know, what's the long-term cost of that to your business? And obviously when you're in a one-on-one hosting relationship where you have a dedicated hosting environment, there are a lot less variables that that are out there to potentially affect your business. So one of the things that I recommend, because there are a lot of dedicated options out there, and they're not necessarily that expensive, I really think that um, it's worthwhile to to remove yourself from the risk of being in a shared environment where, you know, potentially dozens of other people on the same server or even hundreds could have an event with their sites or their scripts that might might take your business offline, because it's not just the five minutes that might be unavailable. It could be, it could be that you're not indexed that month or for several months following. I mean, in a, in a very worst case scenario. Gotcha. So I think, I think that's one consideration. A second consideration that that I hear all of the time, and I and in, in the adult space and in the non-adult space is. The desire by people that have domain portfolios and uh, that that do monetize on search engine traffic to have IP-based hosting instead of uh, like truly shared or you know what we'd like to call name-based hosting. Okay. So I guess to break that down technically, what that would mean to 
a host customer would be that, you know, if you had 100 domains, those 100 domains could really all be resolving to one IP address. That would be what we would call name-based hosting. Okay. What I get a lot of requests for and what we is really actually how we got started uh, with our first servers and our first clients that we put online. We had clients that had several hundred domains. So very quickly from the providers I was buying bandwidth from, we started to get large amounts of IP space. And we just have a sort of a history of doing one IP per domain over the years. And then eventually as the company grew up a little bit, we got our own IP space. Um, but that's just something that we've sort of always done. And I, and I get requests quite frequently for people that want, you know, whether it's 10, 50, 100, 500, or 1,000 IPs and they don't necessarily want them contiguous. They might want them across, um, you know, five or 10 C blocks, you know, different IP ranges or across as many as we'll give them. And uh, that's something that in most instances we're definitely able to accommodate. And, and the consensus just basically seems to be that if um, I'll give a practical business example. Let's say you you have domains that relate to car parts, mm-hmm. and you've, maybe you've got 20 domains, and you have a certain amount of content that you basically are going and replicating out across those 20 domains. But you mix it up so that all 20 domains will read like different sites if they get spidered, so that that way a search engine's not going to say, well, these are clearly just copies, so this is all search engine spam. Well, the, the general idea out there seems to be that um, if there's some obfuscation with your IP addresses or they're not all continuous or they're not all a SAN one shared IP address, that perhaps that, that might play into different search engine algorithms and may give you a higher probability of, of getting listings for, for multiple sites because there's not the direct or outward appearance that they are um, on the same uh, IP address. Gotcha. So. Well... What uh, just in, in closing, we're we're drawing short on time here. Um, what what are some quick things that you've learned that others aren't doing or should be doing better? And then I want to give you an opportunity to uh, to give the information about how to contact you at Mojo Host. So let's what is it that you've learned that others aren't doing and sh- or should be doing better? As it would pertain specifically to, to domaining. Sure. I think. Um, hmm. Well. I, I guess I would say a couple of different things. First, that it always seems strange to me. Uh, you know, clearly there there's lots of different formulas, and I think that we could all agree that there are some accepted formulas for valuing different domains based. You know, especially when they have traffic, because it's easy to put sure. numbers to that. But um, I think that being reasonable in your pricing or being very thoughtful in terms of what your initial asking price might be on domains when you're a domain seller or when you have a portfolio and you maybe consider everything is for sale. I think that it's beneficial to domainers to to really price reasonably and think about, you know, I could put $5,000 on this domain, but, you know, I really, it's it's not worth that much. I have 10 bucks into it. And, you know, maybe it's something that you should be listing at at a number that seems just a little bit more fair. Because in the grand scheme of things, if you can actually move some more volume or if you're able to take that $10 investment and maybe it renews for, you're sitting on it for five or, you know, two or three or five years. But at the end of the day, if it's, if it's not extraordinarily valuable and you're able to flip it for 20 times what you paid Absolutely. and you're getting smarter at it and you can go and put the money back in your business, then I think there's much more to learn by, by transacting more business rather than pricing yourself out of doing any business at all. So I gotcha. think that, that that would definitely be one thing. The second thing that I think might be an opportunity or that I see that doesn't seem to be done very often is domains that are parked often have 
park pages, just like even what I do with mine. Um, all of my domains are parked, and, and it's for right now, it's, it's an excellent success for me. But one of the things I would think I think would make sense for people to experiment with might be trying to make their pages a little bit stickier in terms of providing more content, maybe some rich media, maybe um, more. If if your if your goal is to send links off to an, an advertiser or an affiliate program, maybe by putting more content on your site, you can do a better job of pre-qualifying those leads before they decide to click off and go somewhere else. Sure. So that that way you know you're sending, by the time someone clicks off and leaves your site, they're more likely to be a buyer. And if not, you know, if you've got enough information on your site, maybe then they're going into the next bit of content. You know, what, what I've never seen is I've never seen park pages that have, you know, any tube site ideas tied into them. You know, yeah. nothing that's compelling enough where someone might actually want to bookmark a page. Sure. And I tend to think at the end of the day, there's really a lot of surfers out there that, um, Thankfully for all of us that are, as much as there are sophisticated users and surfers out there, there are a lot of um, people that aren't so much. And so mm-hmm. to really look at each page that you put online and try to give some value to the surfer and make the, the user experience um, easy to understand, and in the best-case scenario, maybe try to make it sticky so that maybe you get sure. a repeat visitor. Absolutely. Um, well, I want I want you to... To give you the opportunity to, to let people know how to contact you at, uh, at Mojo Host, do you have uh, do you have some contact info that they can get in touch with you at? Absolutely, I appreciate the I appreciate that. Um, and I guess I would I would first say that you know we don't throw out a huge net to try to grab everybody as a customer. Um, we really like I, I like to spend personal time with all my clients and pre-sales and on an ongoing basis try to help them better their business. So what you won't find on my site is an automated information collection form um, or an automated buy because mm-hmm. that's just not to the type of business that we do. We really truly do fully managed, very very um, thoughtful hosting. And so the yeah. best way to really contact me is just to send me an email personally to brad, B-R-A-D, at mojohost.com, M-O-J-O-H-O-S-T.com. Um, my our office numbers are obviously published on the website. So is ICQ. Um, I quite often am online there, and everybody is welcome to, uh, you know, phone me and personally and if they've got questions or send me an email. And, you know, my interest isn't ever to oversell anybody on anything. I mean, truly what makes me feel good about what I do is when I see that my suggestions and my advice is a win for my clients because in, nice. in the grand scheme of things, that's how I grow my business. So that's, more that's excellent. Here I am. That's excellent. Well, Brad, I'll tell you, it's it's a pleasure for me to know you, and uh, I appreciate your, I appreciate all the uh, advice and such that you've been able to give me throughout the years. And uh, I would encourage, you know, I would encourage people to to give a call if you're looking at hosting and such. You know, definitely give Brad a call. He's he's top-notch people. And yeah, I think I that wraps us up on. for tonight. I think that wraps us up for tonight here on Domain Masters. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed the uh, any part of the show, you can catch it in the archives. But for myself and for Monty, who's not present, I would like to say have a good evening and be the master of your domain.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.